Hello there, my name is Brad and we are Grace Teaching today. Also join my wife and myself over at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries. If you're over there on Facebook, come on over for free Grace Teaching. What does it mean when we say Jesus is Savior and Lord? Okay, we're going to talk about Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord and look at the difference in the two. Generally speaking, a Lord is someone with authority, control, or power over others. So to say that someone is Lord really is to consider that person a master or ruler of some kind. Okay? So after the resurrection, for an example, Christ, the title Lord, as applied to Jesus, became much more than a title of honor or respect. Saying Jesus is Lord became a way of declaring Jesus' deity. Okay? And so, we look at Colossians 2.9, and we see there where Paul describes the deity in bodily form, and in him, the deity resides in us. One God, three functions. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so, remember, the Apostle Paul said this in Ephesians 2.8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift, the gift of God. So let's take a, wor- a look at the word Savior first, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Lord and what that really means. When we're introduced to Jesus Christ early on, we are dead in sin, in Adam, sinner. So we're headed for uh, we're headed for uh, danger. Um, we're on the road to destruction, and so we're on the road to ruin and defeat. Uh, many of us were defeated, and so the word Savior is. In the Webster's Dictionary, let's keep it simple, it means a person who saves someone or something from danger, ruin, or defeat. Okay? And so that's why we needed a Savior. We needed a Savior because for white is the gate that leads to destruction, and many enter into that gate, but narrow is the gate that leads to life, and only a few find it. So all of us enter into this world in Adam's sinners headed to destruction. And many of us got to the end of that road where it was just destruction. And we went down this tunnel and behold, there was light. And so that's what Jesus is talking about when a person is born again. For narrow is the gate that leads to life and only a few found it. Find it. And so saved... Okay, when we think about the word saved in the Greek language, it means to keep safe and sound and to rescue from danger or destruction. And so that's something he did. He rescued us from destruction. He keeps us safe and sound. You see there? And so we are saved. By grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not of works. That's something once saved, always saved. Have you ever heard that? And it's so true. Once you're saved, you're always saved. 
It's not like you're not going to be a new creature anymore. Anyone in Christ is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. So you can't, if you look at the physical picture, God gives us the physical things to teach us about spiritual things. You know, when I look out the window and I'm really down on myself and I think I lost my salvation, I see a butterfly and the Holy Spirit teaches me that, hey, once a butterfly has been transformed, once a caterpillar has been transformed into a butterfly, it can't go back to being a caterpillar. It's always beautiful. It's always the same as it was. You see that? So what was man's problem? The Apostle Paul says in Romans 5.12 that man had a problem. And the problem was is because of the one man, Adam, the many entered into the world, sinners, and we were spiritually dead, separated from God. So man had a problem. Spiritual life was the need. Spiritually dead people need life in Christ. That's why we read in John 1.12, to all who received him, John is writing here, that's John 1.12. To all who received him, to them who believed in his name, God gave them the right to be called children of God. So at conversion, folks, in Christ, we're forgiven people. We're not only given the right to be called children of God, no longer in Adam's sinner, but in Christ, children of God. But as children of God, we're also in right standing with our Father all the time. And so as a, as a child of God, we come, we, we're... we're led by the Spirit, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit introduces us to Jesus as Lord. And I can remember the time when that happened to me. I was in a VCL training and biblical counseling course, and the Holy Spirit was teaching me about what it meant to really make Jesus your Lord. The Greek word for Lord is kyrios. It's usually translated as master. That's right, master. And master means controller. See, a man who has people working for him, you see, especially servants or slaves. You see there? So when you think about slaves, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. You know, a lot of us who were uh, raised in religious homes and Maybe you were uh, like myself and my wife. We both were raised in religious homes. My wife was Catholic. I was LDS. We were not born again, but we were LDS and Catholic. Oh, we said we were Christians, but we weren't. You see, we were spiritually dead, acting like religious people. That's called a hypocrite, by the way. But that's what we did. So we were slaves of sin. See, but when we're born again, now we're slaves of righteousness. We're slaves of eternal life. You see there, when we read Romans chapter 6, verse 20 and 22, it says, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from, from the control of righteousness. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of Christ, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. So the neat thing about this question, what does it mean when we say Jesus is Savior and Lord? You know, as children of God, we can go through our 
whole Christian life and, and just know Jesus as their Savior. You know, I'm saved by the grace of God. You know, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my Savior. Yes, He is my Savior. And that just means you're safe for heaven, you're ready for heaven bound, and you're okay. You're always forgiven, you're always right, you're always loved by the Father. It has nothing to do with performance or behavior. That'll never change. You're always led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you to, to direct and guide you all the time as God's children to reveal the Father's love in every circumstance of life. The Holy Spirit convicts the child of God of their right standing with God continuously their whole life until we're absent from these bodies present with the Lord. But to make Jesus your Lord... The Holy Spirit, I'll never forget this when the Holy Spirit asked me this question. Do you want Jesus as your Lord? I really didn't understand what that meant at the time, but I knew it was the Spirit in me. And what that means is, do you want Jesus to start controlling you with his love? And I had to think about it at first. I really didn't understand why he wanted to control me. But when I said yes to him, yes, I want Jesus to control my steps, I have to tell you, my life is no longer my own. When you make Jesus your Lord, your life is no longer your own. And so I can remember when, the Jesus, when Jesus started lording, controlling me with his love, he led me into health care. And I'm like, what? Healthcare? I didn't even graduate high school. I don't even have my diploma. What do I know about healthcare? You know, and he's very clear that when you when you work in healthcare, you start at the bottom. And so that's exactly where he put me. And still to this very day, 21 years later, I'm still serving the Lord Jesus. Not for Jesus, but serving him to the elderly, to the dementia resident, to the schizophrenic, to the Alzheimer's, to the assisted living, by grace through faith. Be encouraged. God bless.